Alright, what's up everybody? I want to welcome everybody back to the Schoolhouse Scallywags Podcast. We've been off for a little while. Uh, we had winter break. Got landed here with me. We're going to do the extra point. Uh, talking about the college football playoff, the first two semifinal games, and then also talking about the preview for the national championship coming up on Monday. Uh, Landon, did you have a good break? Yeah, just watch football, went fishing, and ate. That's your top three things in life, man. <laughs> top, top college football, friends. fishing, and eating. <laughs> Not in no particular order. But, uh, yeah, so we've been off for a little bit of time um, with, the, with us being out for school for two weeks at Christmas and New Year's and all that. So it's good to get back in rhythm. I know you're glad you got basketball going on, so get back in the swing of things at school and with your friends and all. So I, I was ready to come back myself. So we'll jump right into it. Um, first of all, we'll talk about the LSU-Oklahoma game since there's not really much to talk about on that one. Uh, I watched the beginning of it, but after it got out of hand, I really – I mean, we had it on, but I wasn't really paying attention. We were more talking and stuff, so – you, did you pay? Did you watch the entire the whole game? Well, we actually had um, the Christmas tournament for basketball. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, so you didn't get to watch. But I got to watch the beginning. I got to watch actually most of it because we had it on the locker room on the TV. Okay, so you watched most of the game. Then. I watched. Well, LSU, you know, seemed like they just kind of got out and just started fast, like they have been doing, and there was nothing really Oklahoma could do about it. Um, they ain't. They ain't much. No team can do about it. Georgia learned that out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Burrow, man, the way he's playing it's so cool, calm and collected. Uh you know, he seems to be he's been through the gauntlet, he's beaten a lot of good teams, so it's not like he's just, you know, smoking these bad teams. Uh he's putting up these numbers and been playing like he has against good teams and they've been winning some big games. Um but his final stat he threw for four hundred ninety almost threw for five hundred yards and a lot of those were in the first half. Uh, and and I think Oklahoma made a little run there where they scored um, some touchdowns in the in the first and second quarter, but they really never could get a consistent. I scoring. know they hit one one deep ball. Hurts hit C.D. Lamb for yep. about sixty yards. Yeah, they, they hit, scored and tied it up seven seven. Tied up seven seven. And at that point, I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe maybe Oklahoma's gonna score score with them for a little bit and keep it interesting. But they just had no nothing for them on defense at all. Justin um, Jefferson was crazy. Yeah, Jefferson, he ended up with 200-plus yards receiving. He, I think he had – it says he had four touchdown catches. So, he went off. Jamar and Chase. Jamar Chase, what was it? I, I don't know. Let me look nice. up and see what his final stats were. But that, that one-two punch has been really good all year. Um, and then I thought the big thing for that game was they were able to not have to run Clyde Edwards-Hilaire yeah. and kind of let him rest, rest up yeah. for, the, for the national championship. Um, but let's see. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine receivers that had catches. So he completed balls to nine different receivers. Jamar Chase only had two catches, but they were for sixty yards. So a, or he had a like a, I think he had a long forty-yard catch or something like that. Um, but he didn't have his normal big game. But him and Justin Jefferson are definitely the two, the two big. Targets and then uh, Moss, Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son is also a good, um, a good target also at tight end. He's a bigger body guy, but um, yeah, I think the key to that one was keeping Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, not really running a whole lot and keeping that hamstring, you know, baby, basically babying it as much as they could to get into the national championship because 
with it being two weeks in between the semis and the national championship, that gives you a whole lot more time than you used to have. So that's basically almost, you know, a month that he hasn't really have to, have to put any real stress on that thing. So uh, hopefully he'll be, he'll be ready to go because you want to see the two teams at full strength in the championship. You want to see everybody with all their pieces. So hopefully he'll be, um, he'll be ready to go for Monday. Uh, so anything else you want to add about that one? I mean, it was a blowout. It was a blowout. LSU being LSU is all yeah. I got to say. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And also to their defense, um, they held them to a touchdown a quarter. Uh, Oklahoma scored a touchdown in every quarter. So LSU's defense, I think they've gotten better throughout the year. And we'll talk about how they're going to be a key to the game on Monday. Defensive backs are tough for LSU. Yeah, yeah. That's their strong suit for sure. Bell Pitt, Stingley. Yeah, yeah. That's their strong suit. But we'll get into that in just a second. All right, the other game, the semi-game, really good game. Uh, I've watched every snap of this one. It, I thought it was two good teams. I thought Ohio State proved theirself as being a legit top three team. You know, a lot of people, they're going to always have that doubt at Ohio State that they just got in just because they're Ohio State um, because there is some bias towards programs like that uh, in college football. But I think they proved theirself, you know, to me that they deserve to be there. And uh, I was impressed by – Obviously, Dobbins had a huge game with 175 yards rushing. Uh, Fields, I know that ain't your, your favorite player, but he, he balled, man. I liked him. I liked him last. Yeah, I yeah, like, me too. I liked him last Saturday. Me too, for sure. But he balled out, man. He played well. Um, you know, I think he's going to end up being being really, really good. Uh, he had three for 320. And I think the key, the key to this game was Clemson's quarterback run game trumped. Ohio State's quarterback run game. And, you know, not necessarily because Fields didn't run. I think Fields was hampered by the knee injury. And I think that that kind of messed up Ohio State's play calling a little bit because they're used to calling some QB design runs, which gives you an extra blocker. So that's a big, you know, part of your offense. Um, and I think them not having that definitely threw them for a loop. Uh, but the, the main thing that caused them to lose, I thought, was the settling for field goals early in the game because uh if you you know you know you go back and watch her when you if you did remember they they scored the they scored a touchdown first right they had a long run by Dobbins yeah. he scores then they have another I think it's another long, long run, run by, by Dobbins, Dobbins. He, get tripped uh, he gets tripped up inside Checked the five by Muse. yeah great effort play by yeah. Muse because he could have easily I mean Muse was behind the yeah. play a good bit he could have just gave up could have been 14 nothing could have changed the game could have lost him the game so he chased him down. They trip him up inside the five, and uh, Clemson's red zone defense has always been great. They've always been ever since Venables got there. Their red zone defense has been really good. So that proved to be a huge play because they end up holding them to a field goal, um, and it was only ten nothing rather than fourteen. Uh, then Ohio State, you know, they're still dominating pretty much on defense. Clemson couldn't get anything going in the first, pretty much the first half until the end of the first half. So. Uh, you know, Ohio State, they drive back down again, get down in the red zone, and then Dobbins, they throw the – I think it was third down, and they throw the swing route or the little wheel route out of the backfield to Dobbins. Drop. It's open, and he catches it, and then he drops it. It hits the ground, incomplete pass. They have to settle for another field goal. So, you know, that could very easily have been 21 nothing right there for Ohio State, but instead it's 13 nothing. Uh And to me, that that's going to always uh, get you beat. Um, it's going to always get you beat. So, Ohio State then goes on. I don't necessarily remember, but it's been a little while since they played. But 
I know they had touchdown field goal in the first quarter, and then they kicked another field goal when we're talking about when Dobbins got dropped the pass, and then they kicked another field goal uh, to make it 16 nothing. So it was 16 nothing towards the end of the second half, and then another play that really changed the game was the targeting call on Wade the safety. Um, what and I, and then I thought it was the right call. What what did you think about you know the first half in general up until that point? I thought. I was talking about settling for field goals. That's the yeah. Main I thought out and then I kind of thought Clemson's finally they finally been tested right here. Yeah. I mean Alabama. Yeah, they they pass they passed one test. Yeah. I I thought this second test. But really, was, that test too. Lawrence never played from behind in that test yeah. either. You know what I mean? They pretty much smacked them from the from the jump. Yeah. So it wasn't even though they beat a they beat the heck out of a really good team, Alabama. They never had to come from behind. They never really faced any adversity in that game. So this was the first I time. Mean, Tua, Tua threw a pick six. Oh yeah, that was the first. Yeah. So Lawrence, before he even goes on the field, it's Lawrence seven, has got a seven nothing lead. Yeah. So there's a difference in that than than playing. You know, playing ahead all the time is different than playing from behind or playing. You know. Right there with another team. They're so. gonna have to experience that this Monday, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I and I thought they experienced it against Ohio State, and they they prevailed. But that play is where the momentum kind of shifted when Wade came in on the sack, hit Lawrence. I don't know how the kid didn't get hurt really because he got fought like he got twisted up pretty bad. Um, he goes out for a play, and then comes back in, and uh, I thought that was one of the plays that really shifted momentum because when they threw that safety out. Right the next play when Lawrence got back in, the first thing they did was go at that guy. They threw a deep ball at him. I don't think it was complete, but they went at him, and they showed, okay, we're going to go at this kid. Because, I mean, Wade was a, was a great player for Ohio State. Uh, I was impressed by their secondary overall, especially their corners. Uh, Arnett. Akuda. Uh, yeah, which, he, number one and number three. Number one, what's number one's name? Arnett, I think, was number three. I think Akuda's 24, and he might be a safety. No, I thought it was Wade. Wade, I was Wade. I think it was Wade. But either, either way, I just know by numbers. One, three, and 24, I was really impressed with. Obviously, Chase Young's a stud, but he didn't have a, as, as huge of a game. Yeah, he's getting double teamed. Right. But that, you got to expect that when yeah. you're the big-time pass rusher. But uh, after that targeting, which it was the right call. It should be in a targeting call. He hit him in the head. But what I don't like in college football is they don't, there shouldn't be an ejection. Just throw the penalty, give him the yards, and then move on. You know what I mean? So – don't worry about. I, I would say the ejection part needs to be, needs to be, uh, needs to be changed. Uh, so after that, Clemson goes down. That extends their drive. They go down and score, uh, and then they score another quick one. So now, where it was sixteen nothing, now it's sixteen fourteen going into the half. All momentum's on Clemson's side. Then, uh, my man Coach Bradley just walked in. Shout out, Coach. We ain't gonna make you talk. We ain't gonna make you talk. You can come in. You can hang out with us and listen if you got anything to say. He's an LSU but, type man. Yeah, he's an LSU fan this this Monday too. So, all right. So second half, uh, Clemson got all the momentum. They come out and score in the third. Um, who scored for them in the third? You remember it wasn't ETN scoring then. I can't remember who it was. I can't. Uh, either way, they scored in the third, so they're up twenty-one sixteen. Going to the fourth. Uh, and obviously the big controversial play was the one where the where Ross caught the ball. They called it a fumble and a touchdown for Ohio State, and they ended up reversing it. We can argue back and forth on what we thought was. I thought it was a catch. 
and a fumble. I thought he got two first downs when he caught it. Yeah, I mean, he he caught it. He caught it to me and, and fumbled it, and but they reversed it. So, we're not going to get into all of that because I just – I don't understand how they reverse – I don't understand how you reverse a call like that. But they reversed it. Either way, Ohio State still had a chance to come back and win. Um, so, let's go down to the last drive where Ohio State's got it. They got to go down and score. Um, and when Fields throws the pick, uh, it was the same exact play that they had scored on the first time whenever they beat – what's the safety's name? The white kid from uh, – the safety from Clemson, 24. Turner. Nolan. Turner. Nolan. Nolan Turner. All right, they beat him on a deep post. They beat him on a deep post. So, they went back to the same play. The same play. So, Fields, he's holding it for longer than he did the first time. So, then he kind of has to – he doesn't scramble, but he moves his spot to the left. Well, when he starts moving to the left, the receiver thinks that he's scrambling. So the receiver breaks off his route the other way instead of running his post like he's supposed to, like he did the first time when they scored. So he breaks off his route, runs the other way. As soon as he's breaking his route off, Fields is letting the ball go to throw the post. And that's why it looked like a, you know, a, just an easy pick for Turner because he was there by himself. Like I always say, luckiest team in college. Yeah, hey, I'm going to tell you, it, it always seems to work out for him, man. It always seems to work out for him. But uh, – you know, they made the plays, and, and Ohio State settled for those field goals. That really killed them. That really killed them settling for field goals early in the game where it could have been 21 to nothing uh, or 20. I'm going to say it could have been 24 to nothing. I'm going to say 24 to nothing because that one field goal they forced was a longer field goal. But the two, uh, the, they scored the touchdown, and the two field goals after that, they could have they and should have scored touchdowns if they wanted to. You know, kind of put game, them away. That, that second game was just a consolation game. That thing was a second place game. You think so? I, <laughs> you don't think LSU going to win, do you? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're going to jump into that then. All right, so we'll talk about – all right, Landon obviously thinks LSU is going to win. Uh, he's all go. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think LSU is the better team all around. But I can see either one of the teams winning. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about – you're going to tell me what you think the keys to the game are, what some things you think that's got to happen for LSU to win, and then why you think they're going to win. So I'm going to let you do yours first. I think the, I think the closest the game ever be is when the buses park beside each other. <laughs> outside, parking lot. You think that's going to be the closest it is, the there, closest the two teams are? There is no freaking way. This is not no – you see where Alabama was. They beat Alabama last year, and Alabama's in the Citrus Bowl this year. Yeah. There is no way. That is the best. I mean, there is a way. There is a way, but to me, this is the best, this best team this, this whole decade. You think so? I think maybe offensively you might o- be right. Offense, but as far as like all around, LSU's defense I don't think is as good as some defense. Offensive-wise, this is the best offense I've seen since I've been alive. You think there's, so in college football? There's no way one college university has an offense like LSU's. I mean, I, I definitely think they're a top, they're a top offense, like you said, maybe in the past years. Uh, but I think their defense is going to be the key to the game because Clemson's offense is going to score points too. I think so. I think LSU defense the whole week of the Georgia LSU game, everybody was hyping up the offense. No, LSU's offense, nobody was paying that defense. Yeah, that defense come and hit Georgia in the mouth, too. Yeah, but Georgia was also – they were crippled with some injuries, yeah. too. So, I mean, I, I think – my keys to the game, I think 
I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire's got to be healthy. I think he's got to play well. And I think uh, LSU's defense up front is going to have to stop the run first, stop ETN. Because, I mean, you saw, ETN really didn't kill uh, Ohio State at all. You know what I mean? They pretty much stopped him. He had the one long catch on the um, – on the little pop pass to the running back. And then he had that one play wherever he uh, was running to the right and he kind of shielded that guy off and cut back and scored. Other than that, he really didn't gash him uh, in the run game. So I think if they can stop the run and, and get Lawrence into predictable situations where it's like third and we know you – or it's, it's downs where we know you're going to throw it, then I think LSU's DBs are going to be where – you know, that's going to help them a lot because, like we talked about, they got Stingley and uh, Dale Pitt and them guys. But um, I don't know. I just think LSU's defense is going to be the key to the game. Uh, I just I don't see nobody stopping it. I think I both watch, teams are going to score points, though. I, I, watch, think. Oh, I think they will, too. But Burrow, there's, there's no way. How, how many it. do you think Clemson would have to score to win? Like, how many do you think LSU's going to score? LSU's going to score. You might think I'm an idiot for saying this. LSU's going to score 42 points. 42? I can see that. I can see that. I, The most I can see them scoring is 42-45, but I can see Clemson scoring 42-45 too. I think the final score, this is just my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I can see it being 42-31. 42-31. I can see that. I, I, when, my, when I picked mine, I picked um, – 38-31 or 35-31 or something – or 38-35, something like that. I picked 30s. Uh, but I can see 42 or 45. I can see halftime they having maybe three, four – I think LSU might score 21 or – I think you're going to see some quick scores too because you got so much time in between games. These coaches – these offensive coaches are really good coaches. So, you're going to see some quick scores like scripted drives, I think. Maybe, you know, two – one to two scripted drives. I think both teams are going to score quick. I think LSU is going to score quick. I think Clemson is going to score one quick. And it will be seven to seven quick. And then after that, it's going to come down to who can make the adjustments on defense and offense to figure out, you know, faster or what what, what the other team's trying to do. I'm confident to put my money on Village who gets the ball first. That's all I'm at at seven. Yeah, I think, I think, I think they're going to score. I think both teams will probably either have a nice drive and kick a field goal or score a touchdown on their first drive. Because you don't give a coach that much time to prepare and them not have a script. Everybody's first drive is scripted. That's why you see a lot of teams score on their first drive or have a, at least have a good drive and get points out of it, kick a field goal. Because they've been scheming all week on these plays to work against what they're going to give us on defense. So then after that it becomes now who's going to scramble and, and – adjust to make plays now because obviously if, if you go down the field on a defense and score they're going to adjust they're not going to give you that same look the next time you go out there so they're going to adjust on what you gave them and give you a different look um but but i think uh what would you think about all right let's do a, let's do this let's do an x factor on offense and defense for both teams so like for me on lsu offensive x factor i think is Clyde Edwards Hilaire, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to, are they going to be able to run the ball? Because I think if LSU can run the ball, then you don't have no chance of beating them. Because now that gives Burroughs too much of an advantage. Defensively, I think Stingley's the X factor because I think he is the young corner, even though he's a talented guy. Del Pitt is going to do him. I think he's going to get his. But I think Stingley being able to cover either Long or Higgins 
or um, or uh, Ross is going to be an X factor for them. So that would be my two LSU X factors: Stingley and Edwards Hilaire. And then for Clemson, I'm going to say their offensive X factor is Higgins because I think if they can find a way to cover Higgins, I think that makes Clemson's offense not as lethal. Uh, Easier said than done. He's a big dude who can jump, and he's going to catch anything that's near him. So I think Higgins is the X factor on offense for them. And on defense, I think the X factor is a combination of Muse and Nolan Turner because those are two players that have shown that they're weaker in pass coverage, um, and LSU's a passing team. Uh, Muse has got – you know, he's a good effort player. He's a good run player, but he's gotten exposed in the pass game um, in the past, so against teams like Oklahoma, I mean uh, Ohio State, even South Carolina kind of exposed him last year, uh, putting him out in, in space and making him cover somebody. So I think Muse and Smith, those two guys, because uh, Smith, I mean uh, Turner, not Smith, uh, Nolan Turner kind of got exposed a little bit on that deep ball um, that Ohio State was going after, and then that's also the same play they were, even though he got that pick. The same play they were trying to run was the one they scored on them on. So he ended up making a play and getting a pick, but I'd like to see if that guy would have ran his correct route, would he have made that play then? Uh, but I think that's Clemson's two X factors, T. Higgins and then those two guys on defense. Uh, I think that's my X factor player. So what you think about for LSU I and think Clemson? LSU is a burrow and wide receiver connection. All right, so you're going two on offense. Who, all right, which, which receiver? I know you're going to pick burrow, but which receiver you think is most key? Well, um, Marshall, Terrence Marshall coming back, he's a, he's a decent receiver. Yeah. You know, he so, was you hurt. think it's not going to be Chase or Jefferson? I think it could be. With that crowd, they're about like Alabama. Yeah. You don't yeah. know which one. Just you better you better keep all of them in check. Right. But, so, most of the time, like Alabama's was too, one of them will have a really huge game and the other ones will have solid games but not really like, you know, breaking out. I think that's kind of. I think Joe Burrow, he's better than what they faced in Tua last year. You think? Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm Burrow. Big, I'm a big Tua fan, but I think Joe Burrow is just yeah, on another I, level. I think I agree with that. I think Burrow's right now. Burrow's playing better now than Tua played last year. I agree with and that. And on LSU defense, I'm I'm kind of looking at the at the big line of Lawrence. Uh, yeah, their D line and Fahoka. Uh, yeah. Stopping um, ETN and making them make making them be one dimensional. Yeah, yeah, making them be one dimensional and just throwing to the outside. And then that's when Stingley and Dale pick come in place. Yeah, yeah. I say holding down up front, Lawrence and Fahoka, make them be one dimensional and throw the ball. And and then for Clemson, their keeper on offense, I say get ETN going. Yeah, get ETN and you can uh, say the same. I, it's kind of like you said the same thing for LSU with Clyde edwards Lair. Uh, ETN, if you if you get the run game going for Clemson, they're pretty much kind of like LSU. They're going to be impossible to stop because you can't give Lawrence. Because when, when when a team's got the run game going and you have to play the run, your pass rush is basically non-existent. Because playing the pass and playing the run is two different things. I can't pin my ears back and come off the ball. I have to play more under control uh, in my gap type play on the defensive line and linebacker. So. I'm, I agree with you on that one. Uh, if they can get ETN going in the run game, they're going to be hard to stop too. Uh, on defense, I think 
Simmons being the leader and just yeah, making, that's true. <clears throat> just keeping Turner and uh, Muse in check, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe covering for yeah. some of their downfalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure Simmons that. is definitely the Swiss Army knife for them. He's I, impressive. I can see that, but you ain't gonna find over there coaching Coach O. God, that's Coach O's gonna have him motivated. That's for sure. He, he's gonna have him motivated. <laughs> so uh, we. We ain't gonna talk about his uh, his antics too long, but Co- I, I'm Coach a Coach O, o fan. Coach O has some has some great. Some oh great yeah, he's got some good rituals. stories. He's got some good stories, good rituals, but he fits that program too. I, like I, he I fits. Just hope he, Stover and Coach Bradley probably know what I'm talking about, but I just hope he rolls out of bed. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope he rolls out of bed that morning. Uh. Yeah, for sure. You're tuning in. You can look that up. <laughs> yeah, look up the, the story about Coach O uh, rolling out of bed or, or why he rolls out of bed. But uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm going to go. We're going to do score prediction. So, what's your, you tell me your score. I know you think LSU's going to win. What's your final score prediction? 42-31. Uh, 42-31. LSU. I hope Debo, which leads there, is just falling, crying. Me too, man. Me too. I'm going with um, I'm going with LSU 38, 35. I think they're going to win by field goal. I think it's going to be a good competitive game. I think Clemson's going to score some points. I think LSU's going to score some points. Uh, and I, but I just think LSU this year. I think they're the better team uh, overall. I just want LSU to win because I went to church the day before. I ain't trying to go. I ain't trying to hear a message two nights in a row. Never. <laughs> Bevo get here try, try to preach the gospel. Yeah, he'll, he'll let you hear it, one. He'll let you hear it. But, uh, you know, LSU, I think they've been through the gauntlet this year, and uh, they've beaten a lot of good teams. Um, and I feel like, you know, they're the better team, you know, overall. But Clemson's going to show up. They show up in big games every time. Um, and if they won, I wouldn't be shocked. But I know it's going to be a good hard-fought game. And uh, I'm excited to watch it. So, we're college football fans. If I got to listen to that another 365 days. Yeah, yeah. And that ain't the funnest thing to do. Especially, at least you're a Georgia fan. Though. At least y'all got, you know, y'all winning some games. Oh, yeah. I got to put up with it around school, though. They, yeah. Them suckers. Like, oh, you dish it out, though, so you got to take oh, it Oh, I, I do dish it out for sure. Yeah. But it's all in good fun. Everybody listening. We don't like Clemson, but it's all in good fun. We try to bring a, a, a good outlook, like give a level-headed opinion on it. And um, and just have a good time with it. So we're not, you know, we're just joking around a lot of times when we're talking about Clemson. But you know, it, that's what rivalry. That's what makes college football so great. That's what makes people passionate about it is the rivalries and and pulling against or pulling for certain teams and stuff like that. So that's what that's what makes it fun. Um, but Landon, appreciate you stopping by. Um, we'll we'll talk about we'll do one uh, later after the season's over and maybe do like a postseason breakdown of some teams and then do like an NFL, maybe some talk about some of the players that's going to the draft and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll get into that stuff later on. Appreciate you coming. Uh, thank you, sir. Coach Bradley, you got a score prediction or you, you ain't going to give us one? Uh, no. Yeah, Coach Bradley, he ain't even going to give us one. All right. I don't want to pick Clemson. Yeah, but yeah, I know Coach Bradley. He's a game. He's a Gamecock too, but we know – we don't bet against Clemson too many times, but you can't do it. It's like betting against the Patriots. They just find a way sometimes. But, hey, appreciate everybody joining us for Schoolhouse Scallywags podcast, The Extra Point. Landon, appreciate you coming in um, on exam day. 
even though you didn't have to. So appreciate you coming by. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Y'all keep listening and let us know if you want to hear anything specific. Uh, appreciate y'all joining the Schoolhouse Scallywags podcast. Y'all have a good one.